0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal insights with you and cruise news tips and reviews. My name's Kieran, I'm an independent travel agent specialising in selling cruise holidays North America and Disney and I'm joined by my fellow co-host Donna and Sarah. Would you guys like to say hello?
1: Hi, I'm Sarah and I write at Cruising for All, Cruising with Kids which is a cruise information website
2: and Donna... And I'm Donna, I write with Sarah on Cruising with Kids or Cruising for All and I write on lightloveday.com as well.
0: This week we've decided to do another one of our cruise reviews and this time it's my turn. Um, I was recently, I say recently, as of the end of last year anyway, I sailed with my favourite cruise line Virgin Voyages on the Irresistible Med itinerary on board the beautiful Valiant Lady. So I thought today we could just have a round chat about why I love Virgin Voyages and what I got up to on that sailing. So, Sarah, as our lady with all the facts, do you want to just give the guys a quick overview of the key facts about Valiant Lady?
1: Right, yeah. So, Valiant Lady is 110,000 gross tonne and she has 17 decks, 13 of those which are passenger decks. She has a capacity of 2,770 passengers with a crew of 1,160. Donna, uh, have you got any questions
2: for Kieran to get us kicked off today? Oh, so I've got two, actually. Um, First of all, just a really quick one. Is this, was that your first time sailing with Virgin?
0: No, this was our fourth sailing with Virgin. Okay,
2: so that's a, that's a long question then. But no, actually, why did you choose this particular um, sailing? The itinerary or the ship or both?
0: It was a mixture of both, really. We've never done much med sailing in the past. Um, and this was a great opportunity to visit ports I've never been to before. I've never been to Italy before. So... This itinerary definitely appealed to us at the beginning of the year when we sailed on Valiant Lady, we did their French days the night sailing. So that was more kind of the French Mediterranean ports, um, whereas this includes a chance to kind of visit ports that we um, never have been to before. The irony is we didn't get off the ship that much. <laughs> we kind of spent a lot of time just relaxing on the ships. We were kind of exhausted by the end of the year, by the time we got to this sailing. So it was a really nice chance to kind of recharge I just enjoy the more kind of relaxing side of Virgin Voyages. Um, But initially, anyway, the appeal was definitely to kind of visit ports we'd never been to before, especially Pisa was top of our bucket list, which, again, spoiler alert, we stayed on the ship and didn't get to Pisa in the end.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I suppose that leads us to our next question, is obviously the ship's incredible because you didn't get off it. So can you just give us a brief overview of the ship what did, you, what did you love about the ship
0: I think the first place to start with Virgin Voyages is their adult only I think that's their big unique differential um they are an adult only cruise line which shows in lots of really small ways as well just a lot of the um kind of tone of the ship is very tongue-in-cheek like the ice cream parlor is called lick me till I scream um you walk into the pizza place and it has um, written on the wall do you want a slice Um, There's just lots of little like innuendo tongue-in-cheek tone and that kind of shines through them throughout all the entertainment on board, through the dining on board. There are no kids clubs, you're not going to have kids pools, there's no water slides. It's very, very kind of um, adult friendly and aimed at the adult market. Um, If you're somebody who likes boutique cruising especially as well, so kind of that more boutique feeling, then definitely Virgin Voyages is a great cruise line to try. Um, and the food is incredible, honestly. Some of the best food we've ever had at sea because, again, there's, um, no specia- sorry, there's no speciality on board, but there's also no main dining room as well and no buffets, so that kind of thing that you're going to get with most cruise lines where you kind of go into the buffet and it's all kind of there cooked, ready for you. Everything's made fresh to order, so the food standard is incredibly high for kind of a mainstream premium cruise line.
1: Wow. So how does that work?
0: So, how does it work? so when you go to the buffet, their version of that is called the galley, um, and it has... I can't remember the exact number, but it's like 10 plus different food stations. I always like to refer to it as more like street food. Um, So you're going to have like Let's Taco about it, which is the taco spot. And you're going to have Diner and Dash, which is going to be kind of where they do burgers and hot dogs and things like that. Um, So pretty much there's a couple of stations where you can go up to and you can grab things to go. So you've got like a sushi station. Um, There's a place where you can get bagels made in fresh salads. You can go up and ask them to make things like that. But you can also then just sit down, take a table, and then one of the crew will come over um, and take your order and then your food just comes out then as and when it's ready so kind of that's the way the galley works at least anyway so it's all made to fresh there's very little food waste on board because of that as well which is one of the core pillars of virgin as well of sustainability things like that so and it just means it's a much more relaxing experience you're not kind of cobbling together a meal yourself there's nothing worse than when you go on a buffet and you kind of like the the beans are on one counter the sausage is on another counter sure. and by the time you get back to your desk your meal's cold like there's nothing worse and there's none of that on board virgin it's just a really nice kind of relaxed where you just order your food and it comes to you when it's ready
2: so do they still have your sit down dinner in the evening and at lunchtime mm-hmm. and can you go for breakfast as well in the main restaurant
0: yeah definitely they've got six main eateries anyway so they've got six sit down restaurants that offer um kind of a la carte dining and Different ones are available at different times. So you can kind of get the wake, which is their steakhouse. Um, You can get that for brunch as well. So you kind of have gorgeous wake views um, at the back of the ship and they do brunch in there and they do um, evening meals in that restaurant as well. And then you can go to Razzle Dazzle, which is their vegetarian forward restaurant. So the majority of the food on board kind of showcases vegetarian food as well. There is meat on the menu, so don't panic. You can get meat as well. But it's very much vegetarian for it. But they do breakfast, brunch and dinner in that restaurant as well. So there are restaurants available. They've just started to introduce it in um, Extra Virgin, which is the pasta restaurant. They've introduced kind of a bit of a brunch or dinner club as well, where you go in and it's lots of small plates you can have um, with the foodie, which, again, this is a whole topic about the Happenings crew and how they do their entertainment. But there's a member of their entertainment crew called the foodie. Um, and their job is just to champion and showcase all the food on board. So if you're kind of looking for tips on where to eat, then hunt down the foodie. But they also do a lot of their drinks classes as well. So if you're looking for cocktail making classes and things like that, then it'll be the foodie, you'll be the person hosting that as well. Um, But the dinner in um, Extra Virgin is that type of experience where the foodie comes around the tables and just explains to you a little bit more about the hallmark, about the food on board, um, what the history of kind of the the Italian food they're doing. And then it's just a bit of a chance to kind of just dining a slightly different way than just having to go to the galley.
1: So is it over 18 or over 21?
0: Uh, This is confusing because I think when they first launched, it was over 21 18 over 18 could sail if they had an adult over 21. But I checked this the other day with them again, just to make sure, cause it has been a bit of a confusion, but it's 18 plus was the last I heard. Right. Okay.
1: Actually, that brings me on to, um a thing that I notice you do all the time um, is virginisms. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you... And I, I just, I have a little chuckle every time you say sailors. Um, yeah. So <laughs>
0: could,
1: could you tell us for <laughs> non, or for virgin virgins. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us the virginisms because there's just... so
0: many of them so many And when i first started working with virgin voyages i really did resist so much because i was just like guys this is ridiculous like i'm just trying to sell your cruise stop trying to make me into this little cult of virgin um but it's it's i refer to it as the disney difference as well so disney do something very similar as well so they have um cast members they don't have staff and it's all about just changing the mindset of how you feel about the brand and how you feel about kind of how um, that brand works with you. And Virgin refers to the travel agents as first mates, because in their eyes, first mates are the second in command. We're going to be the people who will be going out there and showcasing the ships to people. So they refer to us as first mates. And um, they don't say hello. They say ahoy. Um, every single email you get back from them is always ahoy, Kieran. Um there's loads of them loads there's so many like yeah you're sailors you're not like a customer you're a sailor their crew um on board as well so everyone's a crew member um there's so many like the happenings crew is their version of the entertainment cast um there's so many virginisms you just kind of get yeah it's a voyage not a sailing that's another one as well so they're virgin voyages and you're going on a voyage not a sailing and like I say, they're just a little small. They are very much marked in terms. There's no denying that. But I think there's small little ways to showcase how they're different and how their approach to cruising is a little bit different from the other cruise lines and how they want to kind of stand out in their own little way by saying, you know, we're not doing anything special. We're just trying to do it a little bit differently than people and just make it a little bit more elevated and unique, which, again, they're a boutique cruise line with four ships, two currently sailing, four, two more launching this year. Um, You know, they're very, very niche cruise line within the cruise industry and they're trying to do things just a little
2: bit differently. I think that's one of the points we need to to make, actually, because we was always unsure whether to sail with them because they are completely different. Mm. And we was like, oh, that's never going to take off. Who's going to want to do All adults all the time. But they have actually tapped into a little niche there, haven't they, I think? Mm -hmm. And it has become quite popular. Um, And I am quite intrigued to sail now. I really am. See, It does seem it's just a little bit different and a little bit exciting so sort of kind of reminds me of the sort of like the hard rock hotel vibe or that sort of very much yeah
0: yeah Uh, yeah i think that's that's a good analogy we just done some good training with hard rock hotels and i was actually like oh actually there's a lot of similarities with their their clientele and the clientele of virgin voyages but this is a strange one some of my biggest convert i wouldn't say conversions but some of my biggest um sales with Virgin Voyagers have been from Disney customers because that level attention to detail that kind of immersion into this slightly different world it, that Disney curates done are really good at Virgin have done very similar of kind of going with this um, rock star attitude of you're the rock star on board and you're treated like a, a rock star they don't call you like VIPs necessarily you're always a rock star their VIP suites are called rock star suites yeah and you get a rock star agent rather than a butler. Um, So that kind of putting you in a slightly different mentality of, you're you're not a VIP, you're not um, a special guest, you're a rock star. It's just those small little details that make you feel different of this is something special rather than this is just another cruise ship doing the same thing as everybody else. Um, These are the little small things as well. There are no Tannoy announcements after the first one from the captain, which is such a small thing, and some people go crazy and they're like what the captain's not going to come on at 12 o'clock every day and tell me what the weather is <laughs> it's like spoiler alert there are windows and outdoor spaces that could tell you what the weather is um but these little small details like that that when you're sailing you just all of a sudden kind of go oh yeah i didn't realize how much all these small things like main dining room no um uh no tannoy announcements the fact that there's no cruise director coming on every 30 minutes telling you what time bingo is you know all those little things That you realize you just accept because that is cruising as soon as they're gone you're just like actually this is a really lovely way of sailing of that the the first time we did sail it was a bit weird of not having the cruise director coming on and telling us all the activities because i was a bit like i have no idea what's happening on this ship like (laughs) when is everything when is anything But I think it relaxes you more because you then allow the ship to um, unveil itself to you, so to say. So um, as you're kind of going around, you kind of just happen upon things. And that's why they, again, they call them the happenings crew. They just create loads of little bespoke pop-up little smaller events rather than it being this big, huge thing. And everyone go down and do the quiz. Some of the events are just quite literally small, intimate happenings, as they call them. um, And you just kind of got to find them. I I, I kind of like that because it feels like that is special to me because I was one of the lucky few people that was In the right place at the right time, these are everywhere, so the chances that you will bump into them, but it's just a lot more intimate, a lot more kind of smaller than just the big, huge. Here's 300 people in a room doing a quiz together. So it's
2: sort of a little bit like the immersive theater idea, isn't it? You're just taken into something else, and all things going on about the ship. I like the idea of that as well. What did you think about your cabin? Because there's been a little bit of um sort of talking about the cabins being a little bit more blander or just not quite fitting in with the luxury side of things. What did you think?
0: It's my favorite cabin on any cruise ship and it's it's weird I can see the complaints I can see where some people would look at them and go there's not a lot of storage um there's plenty of storage it just looks like there isn't honestly we me and Phil I don't travel light like, by any stretch of the imagination and we don't struggle the the wardrobe has a curtain it doesn't have a solid door so some people get really irate that they can't close the the cab the the cupboard door on their clothes and they have to look at their clothes through this like shimmery curtain. I think it's actually not as big of a deal as an initial first impressions were. A lot of the first impressions were from people who kind of went on that one night sailing and they were just comparing it to traditional crews. It really isn't that big of a deal. We did not struggle. We've been on board two seven night sailings now. Took a lot of clothes because, you know, I don't travel light. Taking a lot of like vlogging equipment as well. A lot of camera kit. We take a lot of tr- work equipment because we're working when we're on these ships as well. And we don't struggle. There's plenty of space to kind of relax and unwind. They've updated the cabin since they launched Scarlet as well. So they've added more natural wood tones to the cabins to try and soften that initial impact of it looks like an Ikea showroom. Um, the one thing I will say as well is pictures don't do the rooms justice. When you look at pictures, if they look quite sterile, but you're not taking into fact of the texture of the carpet, the Kind of the way that the, 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 um, the curtain shimmer almost they've got like a duo tone effect to them so kind of the color changes as you walk around the room the mirror has the same chromatic effect as well so as you're kind of walking around the room all the colors shift and change there's a lot of really small details that pictures do not do justice to no. those cabins at all and i probably should say as well on this sailing we did actually um, bid up for an XL sea terrace so virgin again all these virginisms their balconies are actually called sea terraces um, and they include a hammock on the balcony as well. Um, but we upgraded to an XL Sea terrace, which in my opinion fixes the one problem I've got with Virgin Voyager Sea Terraces, which is the bathroom. Um the bathroom, typical cruise bathroom, again, you just learn to live with it if you cruise a lot, just in case if you've got to kind of lean around people if you wanna kind of do more than one person getting ready. Um, but the XL Sea Terrace has a separate shower unit, a separate toilet unit, but then also a double vanity mirror as well, so two people can actually get um, dressed at the same time. Whether it's worth the money is obviously that age-old debate about value. But um, if I can bid up for it and get it cheap, I will always now bid up for an XLC Terrace because it is a lot more space to get ready.
1: So what's included on a Virgin Cruise?
0: This is the unique thing as well. They are definitely a premium cruise line. So you are going to pay more for your cruise fare than you would with other cruise lines. But you do get a lot included. Um, Wi-Fi is always included. So it is the standard Wi-Fi, but that's as many devices as you want. So you can have your laptop, your iPad, your phone, your Switch, whatever, all connect to the Wi-Fi for free. Um, and then you also get uh, the tips tips are all included as well so um all the crew are paid a really decent salary and they constantly talk about how well they're paid on board virgin voyages compared to other cruise lines and your tips are included um there's the big debate recently about tipping culture on board whether you should still tip or not americans are still tipping british people aren't but that's just this whole conversation about you know brits tipping americans tip in Um, then you also get your what they call essential drinks Um, so soft drinks are included um, and limited as much as you want as well and then your drip coffee and tea is included as well as juices unique thing as well is they actually put water in your cabin as well so again no, no single use plastic but you actually get a caref of water in your cabin and they come on the first day and ask whether you want still or sparkling and that was refreshed at least two times a day so two times a day once in after first turn down service and then obviously in the evening turn down you get a refresh of the water as well um, and then all your group fitness classes are included as well. So if you're somebody who enjoys like TRX or spin classes or things like that, yoga, they're all included as well. You do have to reserve them and there is a fee for not turning up. Um, it's like $5 and they give it to charity. Um, but that's all included as well. So if you're somebody who's big into your fitness, Virgin's a great, great cruise line to try as well. They've got so many fitness classes and activities on board.
2: I can't believe something wow. as simple as putting a jar of, jug of water in your room. Like it's just yeah. it's genius, really, isn't it? Because the amount of times yeah. we're like, "Oh, there's no water in the minibar," or "or you've got to pay for yeah. it because it's not included in your package," or like what well, you had, Sarah, a little while back, you couldn't even get water. I a love no money, and I'm just like, you're drinking alcohol on the ship. You should be able to just have a glass of water, a bottle of water. Yeah. brilliant. and it's.
0: You can always order more as well just push the button on the tablet and they'll come bring more water to you as well it's so easy to get water and this is what i keep saying about it like there's really small things they've done differently the initial impression when the marketing came out was as if like they're turning cruise on their heads and you know it's totally different and they're breaking all the no it's not there's really small subtle changes to how cruise is done but once you experience it, you're kind of like, This is a lovely way to sail. Like, why why is it so hard for all the other cruise lines to do such simple, yeah. small things?
2: Well, let's face it, we're not sailing on um great big cruise liners like the older Titanic, now are we? It's got to move along, it's got to change with the times, hasn't it? Really, yeah. And, it, it, yeah. and actually, you've sort of twisted my arm a little bit.
1: Actually,
2: <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God, that it. was the
0: plan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you know that I was very I am not wearing on Virgin. And yeah. I'm thinking, do we do it for Joe's eighteenth? So actually, yeah, no, he's well. swinging me a yeah. bit there. So I'm gonna ask a question, which is the elephant in the room. Um, the pole.
2: <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs>
0: yeah, the pool. So Virgin have um explained this away. And again, I I agree with Virgin, but this is because I'm a unique customer and this is this I'm the type of person they're going for. Of people who just don't the pool's not a big deal to them. Um it is a small pool um it is very busy on on sea days there's not many sea days on the med sailings just because she's very port intensive in the med um but it is a very small pool they have um for those people who haven't seen it they have kind of in the center of the ship a pool that has a very small plunge area i'm not sure the exact dimensions it is not long enough to do many laps but the majority of people only ever go into it to cool down um, and that's what they realize basically the type of customers who they want at least anyway or they appeal to and not the customers that again up at seven in the morning and doing a morning swim they're the customers who are very much into that ibiza chill out lounge or kind of they go into the caribbean and they go into beach resorts and beach clubs and they're more likely to shower to cool down or they're just going to want a lap in the sea to cool down and then go back to sunbathing or go back to drinking a cocktail um so yes pools are in short supply as well as hot tubs there are off the top of my head in the non-rockstar area anyway richard rooftop which is the vip rockstar area there are off the top of my head four hot tubs and then one larger kind of plunge pool type of thing so yeah there's not much lounging in the sun type of thing. So if you're somebody who loves to wake up at dawn and spend all day in the hot tub then you're going to struggle or you're going to have to make friends with people
1: because for me are you you know i know that i'm not really a pool fan anyway but are there other areas to sit because what i like is a nice corner that's comfy a bit of a breeze are there areas like that
0: loads of space and i think people again this is this whole thing the ship's designed in such a way that she's like an adventure you've got to go find these spaces um but there's tons of space around the pool if you want to sit down on the sides and kind of still be a part of that pool atmosphere be in the shade but there's loads of soft furnished seats around that area the back of the ship in the athletic club, there's this humongous, almost 200 degree wraparound area at the after the ship at the top that kind of has all padded seating with day beds and things like that to sit in. You've got the perch at the top as well, which is, again, um, sunbathing space. All down the sides of the ship, there's all kind of day beds, cabanas you can rent, things like that um on the lower deck then on deck i think it's seven off the top of my head but they've got two different outdoor seating areas as well that are quite shaded uh, not shaded but shielded from the, the wind they've got four lay down beds with sun lounges things like that they don't have a typical promenade deck but this is as close as you're going to get it on board virgin and then at the back of deck seven as well then you've got the dock house which again is an open area um, on the after the ship again which has day beds and outdoor seating spaces We've never struggled anyway. We, we don't sit around the pool on, on any ship anyway. We're not pool people, but yeah. there's loads of space to kind of sit down and you've got the hammock on your balcony as well. So there's actually more reason to stay in your balcony than actually yeah. go out and kind of sit in the public spaces as well because the balcony has... Hammock. <laughs> such a cool extra yeah
1: but has it also got a table and chairs
0: it does have really? a table and chairs well. i did do a TikTok video and an instagram video about how to get in and out of the um, the hammock because a lot of people ask like how easy is it to get in and out of and once you get your head around it and trust it is really easy
2: i
1: think i once said concussion because i fell off a hammock <laughs> In a bar.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not not sure about the, sh- the hammock myself. <laughs> <laughs> me me and you trying to get in a hammock <laughs> <two wives>. Together <laughs> We'd never get out. we it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. To oh, now. oh god what? And they I take it they're lower than the side of the ship. You're not gonna like swing overboard, are oh, you yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, they're kind of, once you're laying down in yeah. them, you are pretty much eye with the banister. You know, like the oh, banister you on the balcony, you're pretty much eye-lined oh. to it when you're laying down in them. They're, they're, they're really easy to get into oh. once you get the... You've got to trust the hammock, and I know that's always a bit of an odd one. The first time you kind of get in, and you kind of fall back. <laughs> but once yeah. you get the knack of it, it, it's so comfy. I've spent hours on my on my um, sailings.
2: Not sure whether that would be worse or better if he was a bit seasick. What do you think? I suppose if you're, you'd be swinging with the boat, wouldn't you? yeah i've
0: I've...
2: what i will say
0: (laughs) (laughs) what i will say is virgin are quite conscious about um the environment so their ships sail incredibly slow they pretty much glide everywhere they're not in a rush to go anywhere so the ship will really build up a lot of speed whereby she's going to start bobbing a lot um it is a conscious choice. They try and run on just one or two engines if they can rather than running full tilt. And their itineraries have been designed that they don't have to run full tilt. Again, it's an energy-saving thing, which if you're cynical, you could say it's a cost-saving exercise. But um, it definitely is more of an environmental thing as well, just to kind of not have to run the engines at full, producing lots of emissions and things like that. Um, so again, you glide. I think there's a video on my YouTube channel of us gliding into Talon in the morning. And again, it looks like we're barely moving just or because me. the ship doesn't run at high speed on purpose.
1: So, can I ask you about the colour scheme? Red is just like not not my colour. But you said it's not all red.
0: No, no, it's because... literally the outdoor bits you can see that are red.
1: Right. Okay. I know that sounds really ridiculous, but it just stresses me out. But...
0: Yeah, it's it was a funny one when they first launched. It was interesting seeing people's reaction to the kind of the way the ship's painted and the fact that she has that bright red funnel stack and the top, like the is called the the runway, so the running track along the top is also bright red from the outside uh, as well. That's pretty much it. Like obviously the logo's red, so there's a lot of red accents throughout the ship. But no, she's got kind of um, a lot of texture. Is the only way I can explain it. They do a really cool job. The main color you're going to find along the ship is going to be this dichroic effect, and I can't explain it. You have to see it in person but a lot of the glass a lot of the windows are tinted with this like duo tone effects so as you walk past and they kind of go from like an orangey purpley greeny kind of background it changes throughout it and then the main color is that gray color that you see from outside as well so again it's quite a mooted tone but with pops of color throughout it um every space feels a little bit different but there's this coherent kind of um graffiti-esque look so um not graffiti sorry tattoo art almost so um the octopus and the squid cut type type of motif that's kind of painted in all the different spaces on the walls there's a lot of art on the walls as well that's kind of very much almost graffiti like as well um it just has a lot of pop of color in spaces to draw your eye rather than it be in this big huge red and gray container yeah. ship that people thought that it looked like it's really tastefully designed with really small details throughout the whole ship when you're actually yeah. on board
2: Ask about yes. the entertainment on the ship so uh-huh. i have seen a few wild what looked like flash mob stuff and really which okay it's very energetic but it doesn't is it more exciting than that is it interesting the entertainment
0: i love the entertainment on board virgin voyages and again i am biased um they do things a little bit differently. Um, so I think a good place to start is talking about the Happenings cast then. So there is no um, entertainment crew in as in a traditional sense. Um, there is no cruise director. They have a team of people who are all given different job titles. Um, so you have people like the Diva, who is the onboard drag queen. And the Diva will host um, her own show. So she has a show called 80 Minutes Around the World with the Diva. Um, and it happens in the Manor, which is the nightclub on board. So it's very much kind of like a cabaret lounge style event. Um, and the Diva does a two 40-minute set um, set show, basically, with drinks, um, where you get to watch the Diva. And I'm not going to spoil it because it's a really cool show, but... You have things like that on board and then you have like the hostess on board who is the main vocalist on board So they will do kind of live acoustic singing sessions And they will also do a lot of the kind of main entertainment in the theater show as well Then in part of the kind of the ship show is one of the shows they do on board Which is like a cabaret show which uses the dual reality cast which is one of the main shows It also uses the dancers from entitled and they all come together and just show off all the different skills they have And then we're singing from the hostess Um, You've got the foodie, as I've mentioned before as well. So they're going to be the person who's going to be hosting all the food events on board. Um, You're going to have um, the hype, who's somebody who's going to be. This is such a small thing. And again, one of those details that goes a long way. But people like the hype and the spark, they're going to be the people who are going to be greeting you as you get on the ship. So as you get on the ship, they're going to be welcoming you on board. But also any events that are happening, the hype, the spark and the various other happenings cast members like that are going to be there just mingling around with you, talking to you, asking you where you've been, if you need any help. Um, They're also going to be the first people on the dance floor as well in all the dance parties each night as well So you're never going to be that awkward first person on the dance floor Um, They just invite you on the dance floor They get to know you and chat to you They see couples who are by themselves and introduce you to other couples as well They're just really good people to create an atmosphere That's the best way I can explain it But the fact that there are people who are employed to create atmosphere on board Just goes to show how Virgin go around creating an atmosphere throughout the ship and then as for kind of main entertainment, if you're looking for your typical headline shows, then no, Virgin don't have them per se in the traditional sense. You're not going to find the theatre show every night at 5pm or whatever. Virgin have um, a series of shows that I would call the equivalent of it. My personal favourite and I love this show is entitled Dance Show Party Thing. That is quite literally the name (laughs) of the show. And it is this crazy, bonkers, 50-minute dance performance piece whereby you go into the Red Room, their version of um, a theatre, which is a multi-use space. And the theatre can change um, configurations. So whether it needs to be typical theatre style um, or whether it needs to kind of be into this um, big open dance stage space, um, you kind of go in there and there's loads of stages set up around you. And this performance just pops up and happens around you. And I think that's the best way I can explain the entertainment. is a lot more intimate, it's a lot smaller, and it's very much like all these little pop-up events happening everywhere. You're not going to find your big production shows on board. That's not the way Virgin do things. Um, Dual Reality is also their headline show as well, which the theatre is set up so you've got bleachers almost on either side of the auditorium, and you pick a side, red side, blue side. And then via kind of... Um, circus performance then they retell the story of romeo and juliet as well so you've got the two different sides fighting with each other but they're doing these amazing circus stunt performance pieces some of them literally had me like gasping as they're kind of dropping from the sky and stopping me 10 centimeters from the floor and having this fight off and then obviously the story of romeo and juliet then everyone comes together and learns to accept each other a lot of the shows have this undertone storyline about accepting people finding yourself being true to yourself they're all really beautifully slowly told but they're always about kind of you know just accepting each other and coming together so there's a really nice kind of kumbaya feeling when you leave some of the virgin shows as well at the end of them
1: so say right okay so you know that obviously my hubby and sons don't like shows so say you didn't like shows are there places where you can just go and have long dinners and go for drinks and cocktails is that also an option
0: absolutely yeah. So you've got things like sip the cocktail lounge or the champagne lounge even so you can go in there's a beautiful lounge where they do mainly like champagne and champagne cocktails that's where you're going to get your afternoon tea as well and then you have the social which is um has an, an arcade which has free to play arcade games as well that's usually where you're going to find fussball tables um air hockey things like that um this is where they serve like um spiked cocktail milkshakes sweets if you want to buy like pick and mix sweets type of thing um that's going to be as well where the, the game is going to be who's another member of the happenings castle they'll be playing the quizzes and things like that there'll be karaoke some evenings they also have a board game case as well so you can just pick up a board game if you want to sit down and play them and they've got loads they've got obviously the games you all know like monopoly and that but they've also got some of the more kind of edgier games like um cards against humanity as well the more mature games that you're going to play um so if you want to get together with friends and just play a couple of board games have a couple of drinks there's a space for that There's a quiet space around the roundabout. If you're somebody who just wants to sit and read a book as well, there's loads of quieter spaces on the ship. Um, There's the dock and the dock house, which are like um, meze spaces as well. Really, really cool spaces to just sit back and relax as well at the back.
1: What's the roundabout? (laughs) roundabout?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is virgin terminology. So they don't have a grand atrium or they don't have um, a lobby like other cruise ships. They have the roundabout, which is a two-story part of Uh, the ship, which literally has a spiral staircase going through it. It's kind of the central point of the ship, ultimately. To get to a lot of the different spaces, the roundabout's going to be how you're going to get to kind of um, to where the ice cream part of the ice cream store is. The pizza place is just off it. On the Rocks, which is another of the lounges, is off it. It's also where Scarlet Night, the big dance night, the big party night, starts at, in the roundabout and then literally just blows and glows and grow, grow, grows out from the roundabout. Um, it's usually well when you come onto the ship as well, so that's why it's usually referred to as the heart of the ship.
2: Um, what's the, the dress code then? I would take it that it's anything goes, and is it, I'd assume, from the sounds of it, I'd assume people get quite dressed up in the evenings, don't they?
0: It's a right mixed bag. There is no official dress code. They don't have a dress code per se. Um, it is come as you are, is how they say it to us, so come as you are, so... People dress up, but and me, this is why me and Phil love it as well. We dress up, but we dress up in our own little way. Mm. It's not kind of you have to wear a dinner suit or things like that to go to dinner. But people do dress up as if they're going out on the town. And yeah. you get a nice mix of people. Some people go in casual. They go in jeans and t-shirt because that's how they like to roll. Other people, they do. they got their Glad Rocks on. And, you know, they're all dressed out with their nice jewelry. And they've done their hair and everything. They are going as if they're going out for a night on the town. It really does vary between there's no even if you go in someone like the wake which is probably the fanciest of the main eateries there's no dress code at all in there i've been in there in shorts uh, like obviously yeah. smart shorts but i've been in there in shorts and, and like a polo shirt in the evening there is definitely no dress code on board as long as you're wearing clothes <laughs> pretty uh-huh. much anything goes
1: do you know what i think our boys would really My... love it the more i mean you know that i was just never gonna do this and uh-huh. the more you're talking the more i'm thinking well, it's, mm. it sounds really good Okay, so one thing I'm curious about, Kieran, is Scarlet Night. Can you tell me what that is and how it works?
0: So the Shikot version of Scarlet Night is is ultimately a pool deck party. Um, but typical Virgin being Virgin is it's more than that. It starts off around about seven p.m. and it's on every every single sailing has a Scarlet Night ultimately, and just think of it ultimately as a theme party. But it usually starts around about 7pm in um, the roundabout and there's just this big dance performance number piece with the the various different crews on board that kind of all get together. There's a song they've made um, about it that kind of is all about Scarlet Knight and then they tell this beautiful interwoven story throughout the whole ship and it just literally starts in the roundabout and there's loads of different pop-up events and happenings that happen throughout all the different decks both inside on the top deck culminating in this ultimate pool party on the top deck and it's incredible the atmosphere is so alive throughout it and it can be really difficult to navigate it it can be really hard to kind of go well one is actually what do i do but you can either just sit back and watch the entertainment that's happening in the roundabout so they have like the circus guys coming out and doing performances um they have singers coming out you can watch a wedding i won't tell you the storyline as to why but there's a (laughs) wedding in the roundabout as well that happens but for me, my favorite element of it before you get to the pool party, they do uh, where you get to meet the Octopus Goddess. And I highly recommend if anyone's taken a Virgin Voyages cruise on Scala, like definitely make an appointment to see the Octopus Goddess in the Red Room. It's, it's the hostess. The hostess plays the part of the Octopus Goddess. And it tells this beautiful story about um, kind of um, what's the word when it's kind of like um, just a tragic romance story, I guess, between the Octopus Goddess and a sailor. And then all of a sudden, all the terminology about why they call us sailors and why there's octopuses throughout the ship and all the different kind of way that the ship comes together just all of a sudden makes sense because you get this beautiful, tragic story about the octopus goddess and how she fell in love with this sailor and how now um, he died trying to reach her and how come then we kiss and we salute the moon on Scarlet Night and there's this beautiful deck party celebrating sailors and tragic love at sea it's surprisingly deep for such a kind of trivial fun night where ultimately everyone just getting absolutely drunk out of their mind and jumping into the pool and dancing around the pool, pool deck. Um, but it is, it just brings the whole kind of ethos and storyline behind Virgin Voyages to life. And it's such a great way to kind of um, top off an amazing night. And I think we were in the manor, the nightclub, until like four in the morning oh, okay. drinking and dancing that night. It just goes on and on. And that's the only thing I will say as well about the nightlife. It ends kind of when the atmosphere ends. They, we've been in the manor until four in the morning. Equally, if the manor's is getting quiet around about one o'clock, they're going, we'll close this now. Um, so when they say the manor closes, when the last person's dancing, it's, it's kind of close to the truth anyway. If the atmosphere still still going, definitely the party will still keep going on, Virgin.
1: Wow. Optimus goddess. He just sounds a bit worn out Acid. already. <laughs>
0: thinking
1: about it <laughs> but i'm also intrigued
0: they do this really cool thing where there's lots of hidden storylines as well one of the ship and i've not yet been part of this but you'll walk around the ship on scarlet night and there'll be a group of people who will just be doing this like hooked finger and they'll be going ah to you and you'll be like what the hell's going on now i know there's this pirate storyline there's this whole other pathway you can take and you have to be invited into it which goes back to this pop-up event secret club thing you have to be invited into kind of the pirate storyline on scarlet night but there's this whole other side of it that you may never experience that somebody else gets to experience which drives some people crazy who like to try and micromanage their crews of like how do i see everything you cannot see everything it is exactly like going somewhere like Walt disney world you will not see everything so just immerse yourself in what you do see and just follow the vibe and if, like i say if ever you're lost on virgin voyages find the happenings crew they will point you in the right direction. That's what we did. We made friends with the happening crew on our sailing and they were like, follow us. We'll take you to all the best places. So we learned where all the good party games are where you get free drinks. Um, we got to see kind of the main storyline and we kind of got to make the most out of it. Um, so if you are somebody who wants to make the most out of Virgin and get invited to all these secret happenings, definitely make friends with the happenings crew.
1: I'm intrigued.
0: Mm. And that's what it's about.
1: So inclusivity, you mentioned before about people being getting to be their self. So... Is it quite an inclusive cruise line?
0: Definitely, from my perspective, the most inclusive cruise line I've ever been on. And I would first of all just say like cruise in general is a very accepting form of travel. Like I've never felt marginalized as a queer person going on a cruise ship. Just Virgin is on a whole other level with their inclusivity. Um, Really small details like they have all gender bathrooms. They have a LGBTQ um, literature section in the shop on board. Um, all the crew are allowed to identify themselves as queer so they've got like little pin badges on and i know other cruise lines do this as well so it's not a virgin unique thing but they're actually allowed as well and invited to talk to you about their their partners back home if they've got partners to talk to you about kind of their queer experiences they're allowed to have multicolored hair if they want to they're allowed to show tattoos they can have piercings um, the, uni- the uniform is quite minimal as well. So it's not kind of like a very formal traditional uniform. They're allowed to kind of express it and showcase it themselves. Even things like the happenings crew, so the entertainment staff, they're all allowed to custom make their own uniform at the beginning of it. So they've all got this standard like boiler suit they wear. But like some of them will turn them into um, like shorts, some of them will turn them into vests. They're allowed to just well, totally tailor their uniform however they want to again express, express themselves so a lot of the dancers as well some of them will be kind of non-gender conforming in the way that they dress as well as when they're performing as part of the performance pieces just they're allowed to be their authentic self as performers which then means that they're more relaxed more casual and again you get to speak to these guys they're allowed a lot of the performers are allowed to eat in the galley as well are allowed to eat in the main restaurant so you actually get to speak to them when they're kind of off job um, and speak to them as actual people and you just get to learn from them of just why they love working on board virgin voyages the pay they pay better than any other cruise line they've worked for But they were allowed to be treated like humans. They gave them Wi-Fi. Um, They're allowed to dine in public spaces. They're allowed to use the gym whenever they want. So they say, like, they're treated like people rather than the people who live in the basement downstairs. And it comes across then of just how happy they are to be doing their job. Even people serving you, like, the coffee barista was one of our favorite people on board. He was just making friends with Phil, having a chat. One of um, the waiters, literally, him and Phil started this beard rivalry on board the ship. Whereas in it started on day one, we got onto the ship and he was like, oh, my God, you're the second best beard on board Valiant lady. And I was going on. What's this crazy guy doing? But then, you know, we were chatting to him throughout the sailing. He was obviously learning what drinks we like. And then this big joke kept coming up about the second best beard on Valiant. But then randomly we bumped into him in Ibiza. So they were off shift. They were allowed off. And I should say Virgin on board Valiant anyway, every sailing includes an overnight in Ibiza. So you get in at 7 p.m. and leave the following day at 4 p.m. Um, So we were off on Ibiza, just like having a wander around. And we really bumped into this Brazilian um, bar waiter. And we were out drinking with them until three in the morning, (laughs) just chatting because they're allowed to. There's none of this. Obviously, there is safe practice. They're not allowed, you know, in in private space, all that stuff. They definitely abide by all those usual rules about safety for guests. But they're allowed and invited to kind of get to know you as people and chat to you more. And it definitely means then that you get to know the crew. So the fact then when we sailed again, they remembered us. As soon as we got on board the ship, then Sammy the Spark was like, oh, my God, it's you guys. I'm so glad you're back. Gave us a big hug. Um, Whitney the Hostess, she gave us a big hug when she saw us because they remember you because they get to know you on more than just a superficial, hi, customer. Let me entertain you and then walk away.
1: Well, that sounds really good. I think it's it's nice that you get to engage and, and they get to be themselves as well, you know, because you don't get...
0: Yeah.
1: I, f- I think sometimes you're on a cruise, and it's like, us and them, them and it shouldn't be like that really should it
0: it's become one of my favorite things about virgin is just this atmosphere and i keep saying to customers and i had one customer who was like what do you mean you keep saying about like there's this really electric atmosphere on board How, what, what is that i'm like it's so hard to explain to you until you're on board but literally as soon as she saw me on board so she came on a group trip we did where we all when i um, invited customers to come sail with us and she met me on the first night so she was like i get it out i get what you mean the atmosphere on board is just there's something about it i'm like you can't put your finger on it you can't bottle it it's just something they do with so many different small Uh. layers of you know like touches and terminology and things like that that just create this little bubble where it's like this is a bit different and you feel like these people get me and you feel like you're being yourself and you're allowed to just explore and enjoy Uh. the ship as much as you want
1: i suppose the last question then is is there anything you want to add is there anything you think we've missed
0: i think a big one is just trying to get across as well the fact there's no main dining rooms on board virgin voyages um it sounds like such a crazy concept but Every one of the main six eateries are like speciality dining. And honestly, it's some of the best food we've ever had at sea. And um, they also do a fantastic job with gluten-free because everything is made to order. And these have like fixed menus ultimately. So the six main eateries you've got, you've got like the wake, which is um, on the wake of the ship. So at the after the ship, you've got the steakhouse. Um, again, that would normally be a 60 to $80 upcharge on most other cruise lines. But that's one of your main options. You just literally, before you get on board, book any one of these restaurants on any night you want, anytime you want and you just go there are some upcharge items on the menu so like in the wake you can get a tomahawk steak if you really wanted to kind of rock star your meal as virgin say to us um but you don't have to you're not going to miss out you can still have a beautiful fillet steak um you can have a you know a really amazing meal without having to pay extra um then you've got things like extra virgin as well which is um the italian restaurant on board uh, really lovely i think it's like five courses throughout that again so again speciality level dining but includes in your cruise fare um, pink agave which has the most iconic entrance ever again you have to check my instagram to see the pictures of the kind of entrance of pink agave but it's such an iconic backdrop and um, that's gonna be a mexican on board again stunning mexican food i can't remember how many plates we ate something like it's all kind of in tapas style almost lots of small different plates you can have and you can have within reason as much as you want there isn't a hard limit of you've had too many of this right. but depending on how busy the restaurant is then virgin may say to you you can only have one main course but you can have multiple starters things like that we have been cut off i think in extra virgin but they were like you can only have two of these but you can come back later on if you want to eat more type of thing um so again play it by ear about if there's any kind of cut off on food um razzle dazzle we've mentioned which is the vegetarian forward restaurant which again is so cool designed it's designed to be kind of dressed like the razzle dazzle of the warships mm-hmm. or that kind of um staggering painting so you kind of can't see it it's it's a really cool concept, and some of the best food we've had on board, actually, has been in Razzle Dazzle, and you get things like Impossible Burgers, so your vegan burgers and things like that, but you can also have the naughty side of the menu, which has meat and things like that on there as well, and also ask for the secret menu, the buttered curry chicken. Wow. Is amazing. And then lastly, and again, it follows on from when we talked about Royal Caribbean and Wonderland, Virgin have their own take on that concept as well, called Test Kitchen, which they refer to as like a molecular science kitchen. Um, so very similar to kind of one's land where you walk in and you're given a menu and the menu just lists one of the core ingredients. So it will say things like corn or it'll say mushroom. And then the meal comes out and it's kind of a reconstructed version of that. So like the mushroom is like a mushroom mousse that looks like a mushroom. It's so beautifully dressed, but it's like a mousse mushroom. Um, all really unusual. As you say, you kind of got to go with an open mind and an open palate just because you're not quite sure what you're going to be eating and how you're going to be eating it. Um, but they do a really good drinks pairing and menu as well for that so you can have like a beer pairing wine pairing, cocktail pairing again the cheapest way to get drunk on Virgin $35 for a cocktail pairing a test kitchen, a... six cocktails <laughs> great way yeah. to get drunk um, it's really good cool. as you say if you're not comfortable with kind of having your palate um, challenge then definitely go and don't panic there's food available elsewhere on the ship if you didn't enjoy the meals mm. but some of the best food we've ever had has been in test kitchen so it's that really high end michelin star level food again includes in the cruise fair you could eat there every night if you wanted to or you could just eat there um for the one time go great one and done i'm happy with it um me and phil we try and do it every single sailing because we love it it's such a unique concept and again you would be paying a lot of money to do that on any other cruise line okay so i think that's quite a lot of information about virgin voyages in general i think we'll leave this episode here and i'm sure given how much i love virgin it's going to come up multiple times in future episodes um, but if anyone would like to know a little bit more about Set and Sail the Virgin Way, as they say, then definitely I'd love to help you. I'm a specialist in Virgin Voyages. I've got tons of content on my website and my social channels if you want to kind of get to see what the cabins look like or just get to see a lot of these kind of descriptions in, in picture format. And um, you can find me online at magical travelercom or on social media as magical TRvLR. And then if the guys want to hunt down any of your tips or any of your blogs, where can they find you guys?
1: So you can find us on cruisingforall.com or cruising with kids. And I am on Extraordinary Chaos. And Donna, I'm on lightloveday.com.
0: Brilliant. Thanks for that, guys. We really do hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please do think about following us, giving us a subscribe or adding us to your podcast app choice. And also, please do leave us a review. It really does help the algorithm. Know that we're out there and you enjoy what you see. Other than that, guys, all the best. And we'll see you on the next episode.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank <smart noise> you.